0: welcome to Episode 8 of Encouragement Outposts Podcast. We're in a season where we're talking about 10 comforting responses that God has to your imperfections. We all have imperfections, don't we? We all have ways in which we fall short. We all have areas of our lives where we wish we were better, but we're not. And sometimes when we think about God in dealing with our imperfections, we view him as someone because he is so perfect and so holy. We we sometimes see him as someone who maybe is scolding, someone who is angry, someone who is fed up with us. But the Bible tells a different story. And so we want to look at 10 of those um, positive, uh, encouraging responses. And today we are going to be talking about what i believe is one of the most neglected uh, provisions as God that God has made in the face of our imperfections and that is that we are heard by him through prayer god has given us a magnificent way of getting in contact with the only person who can truly do anything about our inadequacies but i suspect because I know this has been true of myself, that sometimes when we mess up the last thing we think we want to do is to come to God in prayer, we want to run from him, we wanna we wanna hide from Him like Adam and Eve did in the garden. when we become aware of our imperfection, where we are aware of our sin, we want to run from God because we don't want him to see us like this, but the truth is he sees us. Anyway, (laughs) he sees us, excuse me, he sees us in our fullness. And so uh, today I want to look at some verses that you should find very encouraging. Uh, First of all, let's recognize the fact that prayer was God's idea. We have been invited by God himself to come and to bring our requests before him. I'm thinking of Jeremiah chapter 33, verse three, where he says, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. God is the one who is issuing the invitation. He's saying, come to him, come to him. And then I'm thinking of Hebrews chapter four, verse 16, where it says, let us Come boldly before the throne of grace, that we may find grace and help in our time of need. God is saying for us to come confidently, we don't have to come uh what's the word um mealy mouth <laughs> I know that's an old term. some of you young people don't know what that means, but it doesn't it it means we 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 come to God with the understanding that we're there because he wants us there. We have his permission to be there. We don't have to be timid. We don't have to um you know come with our eyes downcast necessarily. We don't have to come with this this as though we we're coming to someone who really really doesn't want us to be there in the first place. Have you ever been someplace where uh you weren't really wanted? <clears throat> I was invited to come to a party years ago. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, excuse me. I was invited to come to a party years ago. And I remember talking to the person on the phone trying to get directions. And she said to me, you know, you you really don't don't have to come if you don't if you don't want to. And you know, I wasn't as aware uh at the time as I am now about things and people, but she was really not wanting me to come. She 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 issued the invitation because she invited everybody else to come but she really didn't want me to be there. And so when I got there, I was puzzled by the way she treated me and my children. But it was after the fact that I realized, oh my goodness, when she said I didn't have to come, she really meant that. (laughs) But not so with God. God says with open arms, my child, come to me. Bring to me all of your inadequacies. Bring to me your frustration with yourself. Bring to me your sin. Bring yourself to me while you are still dirty from indulging in something that, you know, I have said you are not to be involved in. Come to me in all of your um, awareness. Come to me. Come to me. Come to me. And so uh, Hebrews 4.16 says that we will find great grace. Isn't that wonderful? Not condemnation, not browbeating. Not any of that, but grace and help in time of need. God knows that you are inadequate. God knows that you do not have what it takes all by yourself. And so he is saying, come to me. I am your supply for what you need. If you need cleansing, come to me through prayer and I will cleanse you and you confess and repent. If you need um, strength, He says, come and I will give that to you. Listen, whatever that thing is, whatever that you could bring that blank to God that needs to be filled in. And he is that for you. Um, Psalm 142, too is one of the verses that kind of left off the page. Actually, it was something that I heard in a sermon on one of my really dark days. I remember coming in and just being so discouraged because there was one area in my life that felt like it was never gonna get fixed. In fact, I remember on my way uh to hearing this particular uh verse read from the pulpit, I remember telling God in my utter frustration, God, you know what? I'm not gonna to talk to you about this particular thing anymore. Because it feels to me like you don't want to fix it. It feels to me like you you're not interested. That's the way it feels. It feels like you're not interested in making this right. I've prayed about this particular thing for so many years. And sometimes it seems like instead of it getting better, it's getting worse. So you know what, God, I'm not going to talk to you about this anymore. And I remember driving as I was as I was uh, having that conversation with God. And uh, there were tears running down my face. And uh, I remember my, my vision being very blurred. And so I came and I plopped myself down. Uh it was a chapel service. Um, and one of the verses that was read was this one, Psalm 142, 2. It says, I will pour out before him my complaint. Before him I tell my trouble. And y'all, that was that that was one of those moments in my life where I could hear the father saying to my discouraged heart, My dear child, my dear daughter, I know you're frustrated. But don't stop talking to me about this. It was like God says, I know you're ready to give up on this particular thing ever being 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 rectified. But don't don't give up. Don't stop talking. And, you know, that word complaint was the thing I think that really. I mean, I was complaining to God, but there was a there was an aspect of my heart that I was withholding from him in my frustration. And the Lord was saying to me, no, don't do that fully disclose yourself to me. Be honest with me. You can. We are always to be um, reverential in our approach to God, but that doesn't mean that we can't be honest with him about where we are and what we're thinking and what we're feeling. Um, When we try to hide those things from God, which is ludicrous because we can't do that, but you know what I'm trying to say? When we when we when we try to just um squirrel away, when we try to uh huddle with those issues instead of giving them to God, we we shortchange ourselves. Have you ever noticed that it's not until you are ready to fully disclose everything to God that the freedom comes? Have you ever noticed that when you're finally over yourself, when you're tired of, when you're finally over the situation and you're, you're just come to the end of yourself and you start to get gut level honest with God, oftentimes that's when he really steps in. I've I've discovered that to be true. And I think it's, it's, it's very interesting because God's like, I'm waiting on you, my dear, I'm waiting on you, my child, I I got all that you need over here. But until you're ready to come to the end of yourself and let go and and get real honest with me, then you're going to not have everything that you need. And so um, we have a heavenly father who has everything we need and he desires to help us, but we must come to him first. Someone has said that there are things that will happen when you pray that will not happen if you don't pray. It really does matter. Yes, God knows everything. Scripture says that he knows our need before we even ask him. But there's something powerful in the asking. There are some things that are powerful in the asking. Sometimes um, we're in situations and we have no clue what to do. We have absolutely no idea what to do about a particular situation. Um, I, 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 uh, I I minister to some uh Young moms, once a month in a ministry in this in in our community, and one of the things I always like to share with them, uh, as they are uh, embarking on this journey of parenthood, is that there will come a day when there you will have no idea what to do. There will come a day when that child will be looking up at you, and you're going to be needing to have some answers. And your answer in your heart is, "I have no idea." But the good news is. In James 1.5, he says that if anyone lacks wisdom, if anyone does not know what to do, let him ask God and he will give in abundance the information that you need, the knowledge that you need, the power that you need, the strength that you need. Whatever that thing is that you need wisdom about, he will give it. Isn't that a beautiful privilege that God has offered to his imperfect children. You can throw your hands up in the air and you can say, I do not know what to do, but you can say, I know someone who does and he loves me and he wants to give me that very thing that I need. It is so wonderful. Sometimes my friends, uh, the asking, when we ask, the answer doesn't just just drop out of the sky like this lightning bolt. Sometimes the um the answer is comes in comes to us in layers. It comes in, in progress and in, in, in a process. But it but it comes. It does come. Yes it does. Um, one of my favorite things that I am uh delighted about uh regarding my inadequacies and God is that sometimes we we fall short in the moment of temptation whether it is the temptation to say something we ought not say the temptation to um indulge in something we know that God has scribbly, clearly said in scripture we're not to be involved in when we are tempted to give up when we are tempted to what eat that piece of cake when we know we're we're trying to lose weight <laughs> Whatever it is, God has said that he is faithful. 1 Corinthians ten thirteen. There has no temptation. Put that no in red. Put some glitter around it. Put three lines up under it. There has no temptation taken you. But such as is common to man, you will never face a, a temptation that that nobody else has ever experienced before. It says... But God is faithful. That means he'll come every time. God is faithful to provide a way of escape so that you may be able to bear it. What a gift. What a gift. What if God had never issued that promise? What if God had said, sweetheart, you are on your own. Yes, I have saved you. You go into heaven when you die but you on your own regarding that chocolate cake you're on your own regarding that relationship that is not my plan you're on your own in your despair you're on my own i mean you're on your own when you don't know what to do what if what if that was what god had said where would you be where would i be and sometimes we act as though we don't have a god who knows That we have, we we act as though we don't have a God who made this particular promise. In that moment of temptation, we need to be looking though. God has promised to always provide an escape catch. God has always, has promised that he's going to always give you the ability to bear the temptation. Sometimes what God offers is an escape door that says you need to run. You need to leave this situation right now. Sometimes God's provision, sometimes God's escape is that he gives you the words that you ought to say instead of the words that you want to say. Sometimes God's way of escape is to help you simply keep your mouth closed so that you don't say everything that is brewing in you in that moment of anger. Sometimes God gives you the patience that you need when you are ready to just give up, when you're tired of waiting, when you're tired of doing things God's way, God gives you strength for one more day to hold out and to trust him and to wait for his timing. Prayer is an absolute gift. I had an imaginary friend when I was a little girl And we'd have the best conversations. (laughs) This is before I knew Jesus. Uh, And I remember um, this person, whenever I was lonely, would walk with me uh, either to school or home uh, from school. Uh, When I was angry, this friend was there to hear me uh, issue my complaints. When I needed somebody to play with, that person would automatically just be there. They were always available 24-7. But when I came to know Jesus, the difference is that I now had someone that I still could not see, but who was all-powerful, who could actually do something about whatever it was that was on my little heart. Friend, God is not an imaginary friend. He is very real and he is there and ready to provide you with whatever you need take him up on that offer that's another one of those things that we as inadequate people we have a feast available for us but we live like paupers we starve um god has offered you he has offered you his presence He's offered you access to him. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. He's never tired. He's never in in a bad mood. I was trying to talk to someone the other day about something that was bothering me, and they were not in a frame of mind to hear what I had to say. They were tired themselves, um, and they just couldn't be what I needed them to be in that moment. But we never have that with God because God doesn't have bad days. God doesn't have times when his schedule is too busy for us. God doesn't have days when he is irritable. God is always there. He's always perfectly ready, willing and able to hear us. So my friend, I hope that you will take advantage of the fact that you have the ear of almighty God. You have the ear of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You have the ear of someone who loves you so very much that he proved it. By giving his only son, by shedding his blood and making provision for you to enjoy a relationship with him forever. And so please, my friend, enjoy the relationship that God has uh, offered you in conversation with him. Every day, every moment. If this has been an encouragement to you, I hope that you you will share it with someone else. Somebody popped in your mind. Maybe somebody's going through a hard time right now and they need to be reminded. Maybe somebody is confused and they don't they need to be reminded that they have uh the all wise one to offer them wisdom. Maybe you have someone who is just ready to give up, but they need that encouragement and that reminder that God will always provide them with the strength they need to live one more day to take the next step. I talk about some of the emotions that we talked about here today—frustration and anger, and the need for wisdom and whatnot—in my book, *The Christian Woman's Guide to Overcoming Messy Emotions*. You can pick up a copy, you can order a copy through BarnesandNoble.com. Just type in "messy emotions" and my book should pop up. Um, it will make a great stocking stuffer for this time of year. A person, any person that you know, they don't have to be going through a hard time. They just need to be a person who wants to improve themselves. Someone who wants to handle those messy emotions in a in a way that glorifies God and gives them victory. So I encourage you to pick up a copy of that. Um, uh, order that through uh, online through the Barnes & Noble website. Thank you so very much for your time today and be blessed, my friends. Hello and welcome to the Encouragement Outpost podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Georgia Pointer, and we've been talking about 10 comforting responses that God has to our imperfections. And today we're going to be talking about what I believe to be one of the most neglected privileges that God offers us in the midst of our imperfections. If we know Jesus, we want to please him. We want to live for him. And when we fall short, we get really frustrated with ourselves, don't we? And we fall into several different temptations, but God has offered us a beautiful, beautiful tool, a beautiful privilege that um, can help us uh, in those moments when we're least like Jesus, in those moments when we are frustrated and when we really do wish that we could be different. Join me today as we talk about this wonderful privilege